ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. I'm Cassie Holland, and today is always honored to be joined with my co-host, Stacey Johnston. How are you today, Stacey? Uh, you know what? I am well. It is such a beautiful day today, and I've, I've been having the most wonderful time watching the birds. This has been like bird play day. In my yard, I've had so many different kinds, and they've just played games all day. for the greatest time watching them. They are so, pretty uh, yeah, It's a beautiful day. Awfully glad to be here. You know I love these conversations. I love banter and wisdom and knowledge and hearing what other people have to say. So, as always, I'm excited to go to have this conversation and, and just engage. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. I love these conversations as well. I like the, the different perspectives that it opens up for everybody. So um, today we have a very special guest with us. Um, our guest is Phoebe Leona. Phoebe, how are you today? I'm so well today. Thank you so much for having me again. Absolutely. So today yeah. we're going to talk about self-love. Oh, I love it. So when you love hear it. that, what's the, what's the first thing you think of when you hear that? You know, it's, it's this idea. I've been really playing with this word a lot this past month in my own community. We've been exploring self-love. And the very first thing right now is playfulness and discovery and acceptance. Those are the three words that pop up. Would you like to expand on that a little bit? Of course, yeah. Um, I think that we have to be open to first exploring of who we are, right? So we can't just superficially love ourselves. Um, and I had this conversation with my family just recently. My grandmother turned 89 uh, a couple of weeks ago, and my whole family was sitting around talking about this word self-love. And, and they thought, oh, you know, this – you know, of course, yeah, I guess I love myself, but do I have to say this? And I thought, that's really curious. You know, I have a very loving family, and for them to not quite um, be so open to say I love myself, I thought there's something missing here, and that was, those were the three words that I felt was there was um, a lack of the playfulness of, you know, just wanting to discover who you are and diving into all of the like nooks and crannies of you and, and then coming to that place of accepting it all. Does that make sense? Uh, it makes perfect Absolutely. sense. Yeah. Stacey, what about you? You know, when I think about those words, self-love, um, I go back to just this verse that stuck with me since I was a little kid. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I, I look around and how do, we, how do we do that? I think the level that you love yourself is the level with which you let yourself love other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you don't like who you are and you don't love who you are, then, then you're more prone to see what you see as your weaknesses in other people. Well, I think that's the first thing you pick out in other people is the things that you wish were different about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we become aware of that, what is it that bugs us the most or what is it that stands out? What is it that keeps us from that place? And own that for yourself. Because coming to terms with the fact that you're created imperfectly perfect by design 
why it's hard. Look at the struggle people have with weight, right? Just as one, I used to teach fitness classes and weight loss classes, and the first thing we try to get people to understand is your body's just a package God gave your soul to walk around in. You don't get to pick it, right? You don't get to pick what comes from that, but you do get to pick what you become from that, right? And and that's your first huge lesson in acceptance and in self-love is recognizing that you're this amazing vessel with this beautiful soul inside, and this is just a box it came in. And so that, that ability to love yourself has to supersede our own faults in what we see. And I think that's a struggle for a lot of people, a lot of us every day. I agree. I think it's a, I think it's a bigger struggle than people like to admit. Mm-hmm. I think they like the idea of loving themselves more than the actual act of loving themselves. Um, there is a gentleman, I believe his name was Robert Morley, and he said that the to fall in love with yourself is the first secret to happiness. And I fully agree with that because, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, people mirror your actions. So if you're going to treat yourself with love and respect and dignity, then that's what people immediately assume is your is your standard, you know, that that's what you accept. And if you don't love yourself, then you find yourself with poor boundaries and, you know, the inability to say no to anything just because you feel like self-love comes from outer acceptance. And I, I firmly believe that in order to reciprocate the love that you expect, you have to mirror that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Susie, what do you think? You know, I love how you're both speaking to the mirror and I'll offer another way also to look at the mirror is that everything we, everything in life is your mirror. So what you were saying before of kind of looking out and seeing the things that you're nitpicking on, um, you know, of, of other people and how that's actually a reflection of yourself. Well, it's also that how they're treating you and, and Kathy, you were kind of talking about the boundaries you're setting, but it almost turns into this idea of being the victim of, oh, they're treating me like X, but really it's because there is that idea of, of not loving myself so I don't set that boundary up like you spoke to. And so if we start to think of how everything is a mirror and that's a way of looking into, okay, I'm not feeling really great here. Hmm, how can I lean back? And this is the self-discovery I was speaking to before. Of how can I lean back and say there's, there's not a love, enough love for myself that I'm allowing this person to treat me like that or I'm, I'm getting aggravated at this other person who's demonstrating right, the, the, the personality traits that I have inside but I don't actually want to look at it. So I think that's somewhat the key that we're all touching on and just really bringing that to light of, of how everything is a mirror into gauging your love for yourself. And the other piece I want to speak to um, is this idea that it's, it doesn't have to be selfish to love yourself. 
I think that's also what we're all talking a little bit about too is, you know, having this idea of like, oh, well, I shouldn't have to, you know, put so much energy into me, especially the three of us being women, right? Maybe a lot of the people are listening are women and we tend to lean into giving to others more. And so we think, oh, well, to love myself, that's actually kind of selfish. But I'm trying to change this word into being more selfful, full of of yourself and not in that selfish way. Right. I I think that makes so much sense. It it, it makes so much sense to be able to have to, to figure out how to nurture that. Why? Because you have a story to write. You have a path and you have a destiny and you have a thing that nobody else can do. And you have mm-hmm. to love yourself through that because not everybody else is going to love you through that journey, yeah. right? It's going to make some people uncomfortable. Some people aren't going to agree with it. Some people are going to be on your side but not on your wagon, right? And mm-hmm. so I think the challenge, one of the biggest challenges that we face is loving that authentic you, right? You know your favorite color and how you like your ice cream and how you like your eggs and how you feel about love. <laughs> and you get to own that you. And the, I think the hardest thing that we face every day is, is loving that you and honoring that you and respecting that you and, and being loyal to that you in spite of what the world would have you be. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's my hard mind, to be the only one standing. Go ahead, yeah. Kathy. My, my mind immediately goes to my children and especially mm-hmm. my daughters as being, you know, from a woman's perspective – if I'm going to preach self-love. And one of the things that I do with my kids all the time is we do positive affirmations to fill their echo chamber, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, they say, I tell them, I'm, tell them, I'm beautiful, I'm perfect, I'm amazing, I'm enough, you know? And that's, I think that if you, ex- whoa, if you expect them to fully believe that, then you have to, especially myself, I have, you know, I've caught myself a few times looking in the mirror and going, you know, I need to lose a few pounds, I need to do this, and then looking at my daughter and going, you're perfect just the way you are. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so, I mean, if, if yeah. I can't, if I can't be that, that example for them, then there's no, then that's not, you know, it's kind of an empty thing. Well, it takes the verb out of self-love. And and you have to verb those words. They have to be active parts of your life. If you never nurture you, if you don't self-love you enough to allow yourself to grow and become and carry that message that you're designed to carry, then you cheat the world out out of what you could be. You cheat yourself out of what you could be. So isn't that, in fact, more selfish? Yeah. To hold that back from the rest of us and just to finally love that and let that shine? So, like you said, Kathy's a parent. How many times have we interviewed people and their responses didn't show me, don't tell me? <laughs> and so that's our challenge, right, that we lay out every week when we do these words, is how are you going to word this? How are you going to take self-love and put that into candy dish? And pick it up and think about it and chew on that for just a little bit. You know, and you can put it back down if you need to. Because sometimes self-love is very hard. Like I say, we both said, all three of us have said from the beginning, it's so much easier for me to love all the people around me sometimes than it is for me to love myself. 
and why. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love the example of of you with your child, you know, your daughter, because, like, yeah, like Stacy said, it's so important to not just tell, but to really show. And I think children, especially, they're so impressionable by seeing and doing rather than just that information being, you know, given to them. And it is. It's, we have to think about it in more of that expansive way of if I take this time to care for myself, love myself, accept myself in a playful way, because like you said, Stacey, it's hard. It can be really hard, mm-hmm. especially you have the layers of shame and guilt of whatever of your past. Um, if we can really do this in a playful way and lean into it with curiosity and that discovery, I think that will open up not only for ourselves, but for our children. Even, I want to say, you know, generations behind, you know, the relationship I have with my grandmother, the deeper that I go into my own love for self, I see the shift in her because she's had her own, you know, storyline of, um, you know, acceptance for herself. Um, And so for her to see myself stepping in, it's actually allowing her to become, like you said, the verb of it. So it goes both mm-hmm. ways, young and old generations. <laughs> Amen. Oh, I yeah. think that's so true. And I think I, think, I so think anymore we need to normalize the fact that there's not one thing for the whole the whole of us as women. You know, if mm-hmm. your if your love language to yourself is Starbucks and a pedicure, then do that because that's what you need to do. But if it's lay in bed and watch 47 episodes of Grey's Anatomy and eat ice cream, then do that too because that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people, I've, I've heard, and it sounds awful when I say things like, I just need a break. People's mm-hmm. automatic thought is, I don't like my kids. I'm sick of my kids. And it's not that I'm tired of being a mom. It's because I'm tired from being a mom. And they mm-hmm. need, there needs to be a, a, a shift in perspective as far as things mm-hmm. like that go. Because making yeah. people feel guilty for loving themselves doesn't help the cycle. Yeah, and I want to speak into what you just said about, um, you know, giving yourself that permission, right, to stay in bed and eat the ice cream. Something that I I do for myself is I think about before I choose that, I think about, well, how am I going to feel afterwards? Not in a way that I'm going to feel guilty if I stay in bed and watch a movie, but it's like, can I do this and then the next day feel complete, like, shame-free, right? Still feel I can celebrate, man, I got to stay in bed and eat ice cream and watch Grey's Anatomy. It's not like the next day we have that shame hangover. Um, Because sometimes I think we do trick ourselves into self-sabotage instead of self-love. and so that's just a question that to pose is, you know, how am I going to feel after it as well, in the action of it, but also after? That's good a perspective. very good point. Yeah. Yep. I mean, one of the things we all know is that we are absolutely free to choose, but we are not free from the consequences of those choices, good or bad. 
right? The freedom to choose doesn't free you from the consequences of the choice that you make. And consequences, mm-hmm. you know, you hear that word consequence and you are automatically think about the kid in the corner. Where I the little boy on the bench and didn't get to go to the playground and just suffering a consequence. But sometimes consequences are beautiful. Yeah. And sometimes, right, the, the, the consequence. I have a, a beautiful friend in sending cheese to say, if you really want to test your faith, do something outrageous and trust God with the consequences. <laughs> yes. Right, because if it's not for you to do, it's not going to work out. Right, but you start doing that outrageous thing and it just works out and falls into place, it's got your back. Right? And sooner or later, you have to trust yourself the same way, that you are perfectly designed and perfectly just like you're supposed to be for whatever it is you're supposed to do. Right, because your journey is different than mine. Even though we might be on the same road and even though we might cross paths and have a relationship on the way, we still got different journeys. We still have different outcomes that we're headed for. And we have to remember that everybody's got a journey. And if you want the freedom and the love of yourself, to, to, uh, to you love everybody else on their way. Love yourself on your way, too. Mm-hmm. I love that. I fully agree with that. So here we are. We're at the, I'm sorry, Kathy? No, I was just going to say I, I, I fully agree. You know, everybody's got their own journey and their own path. And on the same level, everybody's just walking each other home, you know. So if you, mm-hmm. you might as well be kind. Right. And to yourself. Okay. Right. Yeah. How much easier is it, is it to be kind to the lady at the convenience store than it is to yourself when you look in the mirror? Yeah. Yeah. So we're about to be at that place, ladies, where it's time for us to wind down. And this has been the most wonderful conversation just filled with this love and this grace that uh, sure has made it special for me to engage in. Thank you both for engaging this conversation and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with the world. So a couple of things we'd like for our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Enlighten Up and Guided by Grace. If you want to have a conversation with us, if you want to banner a word, if you want to share your story or just know a story that we need to hear so that we can share it with the world, Reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. Phoebe, we love to end these shows with a little bit of final statement from everybody. Um, I, I'm going to say that my final statement on self-love is uh, try it. Right? Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> it, it, it. You know, step outside the box and step outside your fear and hang on to that and walk through and uh, do it afraid and find some love for yourself. It's worth it. And my challenge, as always, to our audience is how are you going to bird this this week? How are you going to take self-love and verb it for yourself and for those mm-hmm. around you? Um, we'd love to know. And uh, bless you on your challenge. And uh, may you have a great week to come. Kathy, what's your final statement on self-love for us today? Uh, I would also like to leave the audience with a challenge. And my challenge is to do some soul searching and see if, there's something that you're missing that you need to fully love yourself and see what you can do to work on it. Because it's okay. Great job. It's not selfish. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Phoebe, we would be honored if you would take the final stage. Give us a last yeah. second to close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today with self-love? Thank you. I mean, I'm going to stay with my first statement, 
it's the ingredients of self-discovery, play, and acceptance. And I also, the word that, I was, that was coming through from our conversation was this idea of trust. Trust in yourself, which I think is a huge leap of the verb, like you said, to verb the love, is there's also a trust there as well. And the question that I would like to leave, since we're all leaving some questions, breadcrumbs for them to follow, is how do you want to feel on the other side of that love? And, and go from there, start to move from there. Mm. Mm. 